Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening listening to It's All Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business, love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose, because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways. We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Nerd out with us and have fun along the way. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because it's all connected! Welcome! You're here with Michelle and Cynthia for our episode this week, which we are calling Food, Mood, and Chillaxing during the holiday season. Cynthia and I are taking a break from our guests and instead decided to devote this episode to talking about some of our best tips for what you can do to make the holidays a little bit more pleasant, feel a little bit more in control, feel a little bit more mindful, do all these things in a better way than you might otherwise. So Cynthia, do you want to add to or further describe this exciting upcoming holiday issue of ours? Yeah, no, actually, the thing that I would like to add is this is the gift of giving. We are always talking about giving um, during this holiday season. And this is the time that we're actually giving back to ourselves. And it's not anything huge, but they will make huge differences during this season. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. Perfect. So I'm offering an upcoming class called Boost Your Mood, Not Your Food. And I have a few of my uh, takeaways from that class embedded in this episode. And Cynthia has her own special editions on this. So I'm going to start with my number one tip, which is for those of you who will be visiting buffet tables this year and come to realize like that's probably most of you, no matter what you celebrate, buffet tables are omnipresent in December. I recommend that you take a look at that buffet table. And as you do, don't approach with your plate immediately. Take a look at it and think one positive thought about one of the healthier foods on the table. Because There's inevitably going to be a whole lot of things there, and some of them are worse for you than others or don't agree with you or fattening or whatever you're trying to avoid. So take a look at that buffet table. Find one thing that is more good for you than the rest of them and embed that in your mind so that when you do go back with your plate, you make sure to load up on the healthier food that you've selected so that you don't overeat on the ones you don't want. That's my tip number one. So can I ask, talk about that for a second? I have a question. First of all, I don't know many people who go to the buffet table and they actually do a drive-by before they go in line. It's kind of funny, at least in my family, we have that mentality of, you know, it's that mentality of if you don't get there first, then you may not get the good stuff. So I love this because we have... In my 56 years, we've never really had that problem. It's just the mentality that we have. So I love the doing the drive-by before we go. And then the second is that you're saying, um, 
pick your entree or the, your favorite, and then you build around it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And by that, I mean, if you like green beans and there's green beans on the table and that's the healthiest thing that you can find that you like, take plenty of green beans. Assume there's enough for everybody. Take plenty of green beans. And then the other things don't need to take up quite as much space on your plate. Yes, this is the concept of a drive-by. Exactly, Cynthia. I love that. <laughs> okay. That's a good tip. You're up. All right. So uh, what I've decided to do for this episode is one of my favorite things to, to speak on are the 22 different ways that you can meditate. And really, it's not about knowing 22 different ways to meditate. It's about knowing that if one type of meditation doesn't work for you, that there is a different, another way for you to get comfortable in that space. So what I'd like to do to, let's say, um, supplement what Michelle's talking about is to just take one minute of breath. So all you're doing is focusing on your breath for one minute. If you take a look at some people have a um, Fitbit or an Apple watch where they have a timer. Um, some of them actually have this meditation app. Doesn't matter. All you're doing is counting one minute of breath. Inhale through your nose and actually exhaling through your nose, feeling all four nodes of your lungs. That's right. Your lungs have upper and lower nodes. So paying attention to those. Now, if you're feeling really game, then on a second minute, see if you can relax into a second minute of breathing and see if you can do less breaths. So the optimal is three minutes, but you can do just one minute. So while you're in line, after you've done your drive-by, just take a few deep breaths and relax because it can be really stimulating during the holidays. And that's the thing that gets our adrenals going, our emotions going. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way this time around. I love it, Cynthia. That is essentially a little different methodology than I use for hypnosis, but it's similar enough that it makes complete sense to me. Basically, we all stress ourselves out over the holidays and you don't have to devote a half an hour of blocked out time to de-stressing. Taking a minute, two, three is a fantastic way to give yourself that pause, give yourself that oxygen that you need and really just slow down, taking a moment between things. Right, right. So just like people are supposed to fill all four nodes of their lungs, my second tip builds off that because my second tip is you need to listen to your gut and only eat the amount of food that agrees with you. So we're all guilty of this. We're all surrounded by sugar and fantastic foods you see but once a year. But what you need to do during the holidays is don't speak with your eyes. Don't let your eyes be the ones to tell you what to eat. Tune into your body and let your body tell you what you need to eat. Because if you are truly listening to your body, you won't, you might overeat a little bit, but you won't eat to the excesses that you would go otherwise. So eat the foods that agree with you in the quantities that are right for you. 
by paying attention to what your body tells you. And this is something that you might have to practice on a few times because most of us really don't pay attention, but your body has great wisdom and it's up to you to access it. Now, this kind of cracks me up because when you think about this, especially when we're thinking about Thanksgiving, is the um, the attitude is to go with stretchy pants, right? Because you already know yourself in a certain way. So what you're saying is, hey, don't listen to the stretchy pants voice, which just so you know, when I go to Boston, I am bringing two pairs of stretchy pants. <laughs> Good for you, Cynthia. <laughs> and, and really listen to what your body needs and wants without that other voice that says, I'm really, you know, let's treat myself to sugar before dinner. Yeah. Well, I've been doing some research and it's horrifying to realize how many calories we tend to take in on Thanksgiving or other holidays. It's crazy. And I'm not saying that's wrong or horrible or terrible, but if you do listen to your gut, you are very likely to eat less food than if you listen to your eyes. So what you're saying is do not go for the food coma. Don't do go not plan on having, yeah, don't plan on having food, food babies. Food coma ain't great. That just, yeah. it's never good. It's never no good. No food coma. Right. And no food babies. And, and no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. You're up, Cynthia. What's your next one? Let's, let's keep with listening. So listening is actually one of my favorite ways to meditate. Uh, a lot of people, when they think of 22 different kinds of meditation, they think that I have 22 different guided meditations. And that's not correct. Uh, guided meditation is amazing, but sometimes guided meditation doesn't work. So it doesn't matter what you're saying or who's saying it. It's just not working for you. So this is a different kind of listening that I like to do, which is, again, another three to five minute meditation Go someplace that you don't normally go to, and especially during a busy, busy time. So this is what my teacher used to do when it got a little overwhelming for her, is that she would actually go to the bathroom. It didn't matter. Or you can go outside, you can go to the car. There are so many different places where you can go and just give yourself a little bit of privacy, and you play the listening game. So what you're doing for just a couple of minutes is you're listening for the consistency of something. So this is the same as what people used to think hypnotherapy was, which is listening to the ticking of a clock, but it could be the listening to the ticking of a clock. It could be the hum of a refrigerator. It could be the dripping of a faucet. If I'm still going with the bathroom thing, if you're in a public bathroom, you're listening for the different flushes or other things. But what you're doing is that you're taking yourself out of your head and just in intaking with your ears. So my favorite one is if you're outside is to listen for the birds, the rustling leaves, anything like that for just a couple of minutes. And what that does is that brings you back to center and out of that crazy mindset, the crazy mind, uh, monkey mind uh, thoughts. I love it. I love it. Again, a wonderful way of pushing you out of thinking so much about the holiday and the people and the food and the rest of it. And instead focusing on just being present, just focusing on what's exactly in your surroundings. And I love how I'm saying, listen to your gut and you're saying, listen to the environment. Cause I think they're both great. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought 
I am always talking about listening to your body uh, as a form of meditation. So since you already said, hey, listen to your gut, I thought let's just stick with the listening aspect. And, um, and you know, who doesn't like taking a quick time out? I babysit this toddler. Her name is Grace and she's two and a half, which means she doesn't speak exceptionally clear, but you can definitely hear her say, uh, uh, I'm gonna take a break. And then she just walks away from me, which is hilarious because I can't, <laughs> I can't construe that as rejection. And I thought, what a healthy little thing to have of, you know, and, oh, and she says, no, she doesn't say I miss, she goes, I need a break. And I'm like, okay, I need a break. Yeah. Well, we all need a break sometimes, I think. So, okay. Michelle's tip number three, give special occasions their special treatment, but not all parties are equally special. What I mean by this is that, sure, it's going to be a great idea to really enjoy some things about some parties on a particular day that you really love. If, if Christmas day is the one day of the year that you eat pecan pie, don't skip it. Let yourself have it. But remember that not every single holiday party needs to be one where you eat every single food. So choose the ones that are special to you, make them special, do what feels special about them, and realize that some of the other ones can be special in different ways. Maybe special by seeing people that you don't usually see or going to a location you haven't been for a long time. They don't have to be the same and they don't have to be all about food. I like it. So I want to ask you a question about that. Sure. I, I have, um, I now have these kids who are going to have, they've always had multiple Christmases, not always, but they have for the past 10 years. And now there's an added level of this split off. So not only are they traveling you know, by plane to get here for their Christmas holidays, they now have significant others who they're also celebrating holidays with as well. So there's this added rush and, you know, um, expectations of being there for a certain amount of time and making sure that, so sometimes people have two or three dinners or they have a breakfast and a brunch. So food is stacking right one on top of the other, as well as the stress of getting someplace on time. What are your, what are your recommendations for that? That's the mood portion, right? Make decisions in as best as you can in advance of what you're going to do. Have a plan. That's my recommendation. If you're going to brunch and then a dinner later, you don't have to pork out on breakfast and then pork out again on lunch. Realize and remind the people that you are visiting over the holidays that we all have a lot going on. People need to just understand and you need to feel clear about saying, hey, this is my third party today. I'm going to pass on the pie <laughs> and and being clear about these things. It is really hard, especially in families like yours, Cynthia, where the younger generation is now adding people and there's other parents and other people and other relationships. I think the best thing people can do is to make a plan. And then if you, if you change it, you change it. But that's the only way I can think to try and keep on time and on track with so many events going on on a day. Oh, and I would say set boundaries. Be realistic. I am known for 
putting more things on my plate in a day than I can possibly handle. And it's not helpful. So let me give you a little tip on how to chillax um, during the holidays that goes with what Michelle was talking about with giving special occasions their special treatment, which is allow yourself a moment to look far away. The thing I love about this little meditation here is that you hear about it all the time at work, which is quick looking at your, your laptop, your screen, look off into the distance for just a moment and you're doing it for your eyes, you're doing it for your nervous system. But what I'd like everyone to do is you take a moment and you look at something off in the distance. This is similar to when you were a little kid and you'd look at clouds or you watch an airplane fly by and looking at the vapor trails, which when you say vapor trails doesn't sound so great, but you know what I'm talking about, right? So allow yourself a moment to just look at something and enjoy its beauty. Now, it could be the buffet table that we were talking about when Michelle says, hey, do a drive-by on the, on the buffet table. Really appreciate the presentation. You can do that. If you're at someone else's house, take a look at their artwork or something in their garden. Really enjoy for just a moment or two the appreciation of what is there. What that does is it brings you back to present. Again, it helps your stinking thinking from, from happening and you get to relax and go back into where you were. I highly recommend this, especially if you're like me. I don't know about you, Michelle, but my mom cried one Thanksgiving because there were only going to be 16 people. Oh my good table. Oh my. You're talking big parties at the at the Verkovitzer house. So yeah. So at that house, yeah, at that time, I think we would count up to 33. Wow. That was my, yeah, that was my aunt's, uncle's, grandparents, cousins. And at that time, maybe a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or two, but really it was, it was all that before we started having our own families and, and things like that. So it's, it can be overly stimulating. There's always conversation going around. It doesn't matter if you have six people and you're feeling a little overwhelmed or a little bit crowded, just go and allow yourself a moment to appreciate something and um, and just let yourself uh, come back to present and back to appreciation. That is a, that's an amazing thing. And if you happen to be um, stressing out because you're going from one destination to another, it doesn't hurt to go off to the side of the road for one moment and actually take in the view if you can, if there's a view to be at. If not, stop in the neighborhood and enjoy someone's decorations outside. It's all about just having a moment and letting your eyes feast and having the, the stress and your stress thoughts talking and just going back to the, the one or none thought mentality. I really like that. I like that a lot. I think that it's so common for people to get sort of pulled into the big crowd and there's all this conversation and there's so much going on. How do you rip yourself away from that just long enough to kind of come back to your senses? And I like the idea of focusing on what you see as a means of providing yourself sort of a temporary mental exit from the conversation. 
Right. Great it's a mental pause. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And you get to appreciate in a different way, right? It's this is the thing that I love about these meditations and what you're what you're doing is what we have in common is we're, we're saying, hey, not just slow down, but appreciate and here are different ways to appreciate. You know, give yourself just a moment. Absolutely. That's a lot of appreciate and a lot of, of kind of separate, you know, pull yourself out of that, that busyness, that too muchness, that overwhelmingness of the holidays and be yourself, be independent, whether that's listening or looking or whichever one of these methods somebody wants to try. So my last tip for food, mood, and chillaxing during the holiday season is to bump up your creativity. So this is something that happens through hypnosis. I imagine it's something that might be unleashed by meditation as well. But when you engage your creativity, it can help you see things in a new or a different way. And maybe that creativity is by approaching a different person than you've never spoken to at a holiday event. Maybe that creativity is wearing something different than you usually wear to the event, but feeling free to be yourself and feeling free to express your creativity because that will help you find new ways to look at the world and new ways to see yourself in it. I love that. I love that so much. And yes, meditation and imagination, creativity. I, I love having conversations of this, like, where does your creativity come from? Where does your imagination come from? Where do your ideas come from? And you're going to find there's no real answer because it's very personal for everyone. No. So let me, yeah, right? Cool. Well, it's totally cool. Does it come from your subconscious? Does it come from your superconscious? Does it come from a one mind? Does it come from the cosmos? I mean, I, we're going to spend forever trying to figure this out. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure that it really matters. No. What I think does matter due to our brief nature of our, of our bat of an eyelash length of life here on earth is to engage it and appreciate it and love it for what it is. Right, right. And I do love the subject of creativity because that's, you know, anything that brings your, your mind down to one or zero, your thoughts, that's a meditation. It can be whatever you want. I talk to rock climbers who say that's their meditation. Um, my friend does cross-stitching. That's her meditation. I say, awesome, whatever it is. But for this one, when it comes to creativity, I encourage everyone to write. You can write a letter of gratitude or a card. Gratitude is always a great place to bring you back to being chill. You can write to yourself. Journaling, that totally works. If you don't have anything to say, my favorite thing is to say, I have nothing to write. And watch what happens after one page. You will definitely have something to write about, right? Which is, my hand fucking hurts. Or, this is stupid. And then, all of a sudden, you have you have thoughts, <laughs> right? So it's right, a brain dump. Right, right. And, right. But beyond the brain dump, let's go to the meditation portion. This is my favorite meditation 
that nobody talks about. And it is a writing meditation. And I call it the Lacey L's. And I got it from my short stint as a handwriting analyst. So we're going to do the curvy, the curvy L's. They're called Lacey L's. And a, a capital letter L in cursive. So hope you don't mind. I'm going to go ahead and describe it since we're not going to write it. And I'm actually going to show it to you as I do it so I can remember. So if you're old enough to know about Laverne and Shirley way back in the 70s, it is that kind of capital L that Laverne likes to have on all her shirts. So, sweater. oh, that's right. Her sweaters. That's right. <laughs> Laverne, Laverne, Laverne DeFazio, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. Was she related to the Fonz? I don't know. No, she dated the Fonz. She and she uh, Shirley. She and Shirley Feeney, they that's how it started. It was, a, um, it was an episode at uh, Happy Days where both Laverne and Shirley were draping themselves over the fawns. Don't okay. ask me how All I right. remember that. We, we we divert ourselves. Back to the L on Laverne's sweater. I am the queen of diversion. Okay, so what you're going to do is put pen on paper. As you, as you go, you're going to allow your pen to go up towards the right-hand corner. And then you're going to do a back loop and you're going to cross that uh, um, that line as you go down towards the left hand, bottom left hand corner. And then you're gonna make an upper loop and you're gonna to go to the end of the page. That is a lacy L or a capital cursive L. Now what you're gonna do is at the end of that L, it's going to become the beginning of your next L. So as you go out across the paper, you're gonna go up towards the upper corner, down towards the bottom left hand corner, out and across and you keep stitching this together. You keep creating these letter L's all the way down the page and it goes a little bit to the right. So it's not a straight line for you little Virgos out there like me who goes, what the hell's going on? And it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if they're all the same size. What you're gonna find is that is a relaxing mo uh, movement and it quiets your brain and it comforts and calms your body. And two pages of this, which takes you less than three minutes, is, is what it takes. This is a meditation that I have all executives do when they're in between meetings so that they can calm down, especially if they had a tough meeting and get them ready for the next one. I love it. I love it. And I had forgotten briefly your uh, set, your, your, um, work in handwriting. Uh, that's something we'll have to talk about another time, Cynthia, because that's. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, do you have anything else to add? I am out of um, my list for our food, mood, and chillaxing during the holidays episode. Do you have anything more you want to add? Yes, I do. Just one more thing that has to do with the Lacey L's. If you're feeling creative and you have a little bit of extra time and you want to find a way to digest without just focusing on your belly doing the gurgles, would take out a box of crayons after you do your lacy L's and color. Just color, color, color. Color. Yep. That's actually one of the classes that I do uh, with creativity. And then um, if you want to, you can make a, do a reading around it or have a friend do a reading around it, or you can just hang it up on your fridge. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Cynthia, tell our listeners what you have coming up. I actually have this amazing thing com coming up and we have changed the name. It used to be called the Expansive Heart Retreat and now it's called STFU, 
and listen to your heart retreat. Email me, text me if you need to know what STFU is. It is happening in March, March 23rd to 26th in Middleton, California. It's an amazing retreat in, in which we um, give our brains a rest and we give our heart a chance to speak and we promise to listen. What do you have going on? Fantastic. I am offering all new additions to my email list, a free recording from my Etsy shop. So if you would like to get a sample of what it's like to have a self-hypnosis recording from Michelle, please send me an email at michelle at michellewalters.net and I can hook you up. I also want people to know uh, they won't have a lot of time, but I have an upcoming class on December 6th, Boost Your Mood, Not Your Food. It's a 90-minute class on how to make yourself feel better, handle the food, and then followed by a group hypnosis. I never. And we're having a holiday party. Holiday party! We're having a holiday party. So that's going to be an episode coming up uh, just before uh, Christmas. Uh, towards holiday. the Yeah, maybe well, we'll have to do a sing. <laughs> please no. <laughs> we want to boost our listenership. Just Very saying. good. Thank you, listeners. You've been listening to It's All Connected with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. Have a great December season. Happy holidays. You've been listening to It's It's All Connected. Connected.